Dee Dee Moonflyer here. Welcome to the Twilight Tonic Podcast. As always, I have a freshly brewed batch of the strange and unusual to share with you. So grab your favorite tonic, step inside the broom closet, and let's get started. Tonight on Twilight Tonic, I'm very excited about welcoming Rick Hale of Ghost Watch, Paranormal Podcast, Shadow Initiative, Paranormal Talk on Spotify and iTunes and Anchor. And not only is he a ghost hunter and podcaster, he's an author as well. Welcome, Rick, and thank you so much for coming on tonight. Hi, Didi. Thanks for having me. I've got a few questions for you, Rick. Why ghost hunting of all things? Um, my my interest in this started at a very young age. I was uh, in in 1982. I was eight years old, and I um, you know witnessed and interacted with the with an apparition that was in my grandparents' home in Franklin Park, Illinois, which is um, kind of like it's it's one of those communities on uh, very much near Chicago, and um, you know ever since then. I, I, you know, I had an interest in it. So, I mean, I've pretty much been with this since 1982, and I uh, did my first investigation when I was 17 in 1991. Now, do you have abilities, Rick? Um, no, <laughs> I, I don't. Um, you know, I, I have nothing beyond what what um, you might call situational situational mm-hmm. awareness. You know, when you kind of like walk into a place and you're like, you know, something doesn't feel quite right. Right. That's just that's that's something that we all have. It's a it's a throwback. Um, it's an evolutionary throwback to when we were, you know, still hunter gatherers. And we had to be aware of our surroundings because we weren't the only ones hunting those bison or those mammoth, you know, larger predators were doing that as well. So, you know, we we had that 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 ability to, I guess you could say, read a room uh, for a lot longer than 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 we haven't had it. Mm hmm. I, I agree with that quite a bit. That's really interesting. So you had the one experience, and when did you start ghost hunting? How old were you when you decided, this is the thing I want to do? Yeah. Um, my, my first one when I was 17, and it was quite by accident. Um, I, I, at the time, I honestly thought that the only people who were, you know, 
hunting ghosts were parapsychologists, you know, mm-hmm. people who had, you know, doctors or, you know, an, an, an advanced degree, um, you know, that that went along with it. Kind of like um, Hans Holzer or uh, Guy Lyon Playfair, you know, those, right. those kind of, you know, classic ghost hunters. So my first investigation was really quite by accident. Um, a friend of mine, I, I grew up uh, between um, Lake County, which is in the like the northeast corner of Illinois, and Chicago. My parents were divorced, so mm-hmm. I kind of had the best of both worlds. Um, so it was my senior year of high school. I was just going into my senior year. And uh, a friend of mine had called me. She was involved with this ministry. I'm not a particularly religious person, not anymore anyways, but at the time it kind of mm-hmm. sort of was. Um, so she she was involved with this ministry that helped kids out of, um, to get out of things like cults yeah, and abusive and bad situations. And she had this, uh, she had a, a girl come to live with her. She was 16. She was about a year younger than me. And uh, we'll call her Susie because I can't really tell you her real name. Of course. I, I take that kind of thing very seriously. So we'll call her Susie. Okay. And, um, you know, Susie came to live with my friend and her family. And, um, you know, she said that, well, okay, so Denise, Denise that was my friend, mm-hmm. um, she called me and she's like, you know, I got this girl living with me right now. And ever since she came here, there's been weird things happening in the house. And I know you're kind of into this sort of stuff. So can you come over and meet with her and see what's going on in my house? I was like, yeah, sure. So, you know, I get over there and I'm talking to, you know, my friend and she tells me like, you know, things are moving around the house. It's kind of unnaturally cold. I mean, it's September in Northern Illinois. So like the middle of September. So it's still pretty hot and humid out. And they lived in a uh, trailer and they had no air conditioning in this. So this, Mm -hmm. this place, this, this building was hot as hell, but there was like a weird unnatural cold in the house. She was like, you know, things are moving. You know, we hear like these weird bangs on the wall. So I start talking to Susie and Susie, she starts telling me that she was involved in this, uh, in this group. It was an occult group mm-hmm. and she was pregnant with the leader's um, child. Oh my. Yeah. And she claimed that he had cursed her um, with these um, like, black kind of you know like shadow beings that would follow her that follow her around so i'm like okay so i you know i'm kind of skeptical of that sort of thing Mm -hmm. um at the time so you know i'm I'm sitting in i'm sitting in the front room and um and i'm just kind of like getting up and walking around and making sure everything's okay everybody else is in bed my friend's in bed Susie is sleeping on the couch in another room and as I'm sitting there, all of a sudden I can feel like this, the house just gets cold. Like this weird cold just came out of nowhere. And then Susie wakes up and she says, you know, Rick, they're here. So I'm like, okay, they're here. So I get up, I go in the room and I start talking very harshly to the spirit. Um, you know, I, I was doing provoking before it was popular, and I, it's not something that I suggest mm-hmm. anybody do. Right. Um, I didn't know any better. So all of a sudden, I'm like, you know, I, I demand that you show yourself right now. You're nothing. You're weak. And then all of a sudden, this this big black mass just appears in front of me and pushes me on the ground. 
So now I know that a lot of people would hear that and be like, well, you know, this girl was possessed or she was oppressed with a demon. But in, you know, now in my honest, in my honest estimation now, I do believe that she was a legitimate poltergeist agent Mm. that poltergeist is recurrent, spontaneous psychokinesis, as they call it in parapsychology and psychical research. And what that is, is, is that's just a, um, you know, like an energy that's that's expended by people who have a psychic ability of sorts. And it causes chaos and, you know, things get thrown around. And, you know, there's, you know, tons of classic cases concerning this kind of thing. And I believe that this being that appeared in front of me, she was not cursed with that. That was a thought projection or a topa, as they're called in the in the Far East. Mm-hmm. This this thought projection was something that she created. And she must have felt threatened by me, what I was saying. Therefore, she brought this thing into existence. Sure. And this recurrent spontaneous psychokinesis is what pushed me down. So, you know, I, I really I really do believe to this day that that's what I dealt with. Not something mm-hmm. not, not some kind of evil spirit or even a spirit for that matter, but rather, you know, psychic energy that was out of control. Wow. And how old were you at that time, Rick? I was 17. And how old was she? Uh, 16. I was just yeah. going. Yeah, that would make just, so much sense. Yeah, I was just going in my senior year of high school and uh, I was hanging out with my girlfriend that night when I got the call and I'm like look my friend needs my help I need to go she wasn't happy but you know she kind of sort of understood so right and it's interesting that you said poltergeist because they tend to like teenagers from my understanding well you typically um it um affects a person that is going through the trials and travails of puberty however there are plenty of um, cases on record where they were much older and into mm-hmm. adulthood. Uh, the Rosenheim poltergeist, uh, mm, which revolved around yeah. a girl who was just 18, 19 years old. Um, at the same time, over here in the United States, in Miami, at one of those like souvenir shop slash warehouses, mm-hmm. there was a young man who was about 18, 19 years old who worked there. And, you know, he was having things happen while he was there in the building and um you know and after he was fired and he was let go from his job everything ceased right that was that was going on you know things were stopped breaking things were stopped you know things were no longer flying around so there are plenty of cases where even adults can you know can be affected by this mm. you don't do this alone obviously you have a partner no. correct is it steven is your partner Am I correct well, on that now? Steve, Steven's the one that I do the show with. Okay. I'm like, I'm about 35 miles north of Chicago, and Steven lives in Beulahville, North Carolina. That is awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're, we, you know, live about a thousand, about a thousand miles apart. But the, uh, the, the group that I work with um, is uh, U.S. Paranormal Research, which mm-hmm. is, was founded by uh, Brian Meisinger. He's a first responder, he's a firefighter and paramedic. Wow. And, uh, I joined this group um, just uh, not even quite a year ago. See, I went through uh, I went through cancer about six years ago. I saw that. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I lost my left leg below the knee, and I lost part of my left lung because of it. Wow. So I took yeah I took it was a good 
five years between, you know, all of this and then finally getting back involved with the group. Because, sure. you know, you can't really do this kind of work. Um, um, I mean, you can be disabled. And I want to I want to talk about that a little bit, too. Of course. Because that's, that's uh, something's very near and dear to me. But, you know, I needed my, my body and my mind and my spirit needed time to heal. But, you know, I, I know it's an interesting segue with this because, you know, one of the things that I like to be is is an advocate for the disabled as well. Absolutely. You know, whenever I do a show, I always like to bring up that, you know, no matter what your disability is, you can do this kind of work. If you're if you're blind, um, your hearing is sharpened. You would be great for analyzing uh, voice recordings and EVPs. If you are deaf, your your sight might be sharpened. You mean you'd be great for watching video or looking at pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you're in a wheelchair, you could be the person that is, you know, sitting in front of the monitors and, you know, watching everything very carefully. So, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky. I have a prosthetic leg. And, um, you know, when I wear a pair of jeans, I kind of just look like a guy with a limp. But, right. you know, some a, a lot of people they see on the television shows, there's not a whole lot of representation of disabled people on the television shows. So a lot of people think that they can't get out there and do this work or be involved. But disabled people, no matter what their disability, they can mm-hmm. be involved. Absolutely. And yeah, thank and you for really, saying that. Thank oh, you. You're welcome. I'm dyslexic really bad. Okay. I can relate in many ways. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. And you know what? I, I really hope that there's more representation in the future of disabled people, you know, in, in paranormal media. There, there's just, there has to be, you know, more people who are, um, you know, disabled, uh, more women, more LGBTQ people need to be represented yes, more absolutely, yeah. in the paranormal field. And, you know, luckily there, there, there are, you know, some LGBTQ people that are involved like uh, Adam Berry, for example. Um, you know, and it, it just, th- there needs to be more visibility. It's not just a bunch of big burly dudes running around in the dark, <laughs> yelling and screaming at something <laughs> that may not actually even be there. So. Absolutely. Yeah. You are so correct on that, Rick. Thank you. You are so correct. And thank you for saying something like that. I'm a big advocate myself because when I went to college, I worked with handicapped children through dance mm-hmm. and most amazing people I've ever met in my life, bar none. The challenges, everything they've been through have made them wiser and smarter in so many ways. Sure. Thank you for doing that shout out. Oh, you're, you're quite welcome. I would love to see you on something, not just oh, a podcast, because... Yeah, well, you know, I mean... Hey, that that's that, that's not why I do what I do. I have, you know, I, I have I have no interest of being famous. You know, I sometimes joke, you know, joke about Stephen and I that we're kind of like the punk rockers. Uh, the <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you know, we don't, you know, we, we 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 don't follow the rules with our show. We don't follow the status quo. We're not out there trying to be famous. We're trying to we're we're out there bringing this information to people, um, and trying to get them to think. You know, but hey, any if, if something were to come along in the future, you know, whatever, awesome. But right. you know, still, this is not why. You know, like Stephen, who is one of my best friends in the world, love him like a brother. Um, this is not why we do it. We do it to get this information out there. Mm-hmm. Not only get that information out there, but hopefully to entertain and make people smile as well. And it's your passion. 
Yeah, absolutely. And when I listened to both of you in your podcast this week, which I subscribed to because it was entertaining, fun, and it, it was insightful, and I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. You guys have some amazing information, and I really, really encourage people to listen to it. Thank you. I, I, you know, I, I hope I will. You know, I encourage people to listen to your show as well. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer in um, in promoting the work of others because it's like, you know, I, I love seeing other people succeed. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I love seeing I love seeing other people get ahead. Absolutely. Um, so, and you know, unfortunately, though, there's not a lot of that in the paranormal community. You know, you get a lot of people and it's like it's it seems to be their end all be all of, mm-hmm. you know, I want to be on television. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get there, even, you know, give up my own integrity. And it's like, you can't do that, man. You gotta, you gotta be who you are. (laughs) Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, this is a niche field, you know, Mm -hmm. it's niche and it should be a community of people, of seekers trying to figure out why, why does this go on and not a system of I'm going to like be on TV and not that there's anything wrong with that, if that's your goal, but keep your integrity and keep your wisdom. But, you know, my mom encouraged this to be normal and part of life and to discover things. Oh my God. It must be nice. My mom, I I, I grew up in a very, um, very religious family. Mm -hmm. So my interests were often at odds with them oh so yeah i mean i i I used to get you know all the time you know this is this is of the devil and this isn't right i mean when 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 my first book came out Mm -hmm. you know i was getting people from as far away as like australia congratulating me it took two weeks for my own mother to say that because she's so uncertain well no because she just didn't believe in it she didn't think it was right but so, I mean, I just, you know, I just want to say this, you know, because I'm a parent too, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's like, you know, find, find a way to be interested in what your kids do, even if it is at odds yes. with, with what you believe or what you do, um, because they need that kind of support. Yes. And can you tell people a little bit about your book and where they can find it? Um, actually, I have three and a fourth one is coming out next year. Wow. Yeah. So the first book that I, that it was released was in 2014, and it's called the uh, Geek's Guide to the Strange and Unusual: Poltergeist, awesome. Ghosts, and Demons. Mm-hmm. The second book is called Behold: Shocking True Tales of Terror, that that that, and some other spooky stuff. Um, that is like that. That is a memoir of my of of the investigations that I did up or that that I've done up to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and some you know little things that I've learned along the way. And um, the third book is um, called Bullets, Booze, and Babes, the, criminal his- the Haunted Criminal History of Illinois and Chicago. Oh, fun. Um, yeah, I, I love the city of Chicago, fun. Uh, my home, and, um, you know, and most of all, I love its ghosts and, you know, the ghosts and the weirdness in the surrounding area. Fun. Next year, um, well, no, actually not next year, I think in October, um, my fourth book, which is Ghost Watch. Awesome. Is going to be released. Are these available on Amazon? Hear that, guys? I'm going on Amazon and I'm getting these books. Please do, because I'm going to put my kid through college. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and that's not cheap. <laughs> you know, I, I want I want to kind of explain Ghostwatch because I don't want to um I don't want to claim it as my own, as my creation. Uh, Ghostwatch is actually based on a series that Peter Underwood, who was considered Britain's greatest ghost hunter. Um, it was based on a series that he did for BBC Radio in the early 80s called Ghostwatch. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually, um, thankfully through my publisher, who is good friends with Peter Underwood's grandson, I actually got a got an official letter and an official thumbs up from the Underwood estate to continue that work. So that was like, you know, he's my, you know, he was always my greatest inspiration, right. not only as a writer, but also as a ghost hunter. So I'm like, you know, receiving something that like that was like, wow, this is like, this is, you know, my hero when I was a kid growing up, you know, his family is saying you know, carry on, um, uh-huh. carry on our patriarch's work. It's all yours now. That's amazing. That felt great. So, you know, it's like, I always, I, I always have to give, I always have to honor his memory, mm-hmm. um, with that. And, and that's what I believe ghost watch is. It's not only continuing his work, but honoring Peter Underwood's memory as well. I had no idea. That is so mm-hmm. cool. You know, P- Peter Underwood really isn't, um, he's not one of those names that a lot of people over here in the United States know. Right. You know, we're, we're, we're more familiar with like Hans Holzer or yes. Harry Price um, or, you know, whoever is, you know, the whoever is on television. Mm-hmm. Sure. But, um, you know, yeah, but there, there, there are plenty of, of great um, British authors, you know, Peter Underwood, Harry Price, uh, Elliot O'Donnell. Uh, is another favorite who, you know, even though he was an Englishman, or I think he was Irish, um, he was actually a Chicago police officer back in the 1920s and 1930s. Mm-hmm. He lived here for a little while. It's very something that a lot of people don't know. But, um, you know, when I was a kid growing up, you couldn't just walk into a bookstore or a library and, you know, find stacks and stacks of books on things like ghosts and haunted places. Exactly. You know, back in the early, yeah, back in the early 80s, it was still considered very much a taboo subject oh absolutely absolutely yeah so luckily i had i had the chicago public library and i also had the public i had the the round lake beach public library that i could go to and you know some of the first books i took out of the library were a gazetteer of british ghosts uh by peter underwood um haunted houses by larry kettle camp he's another really relatively, Mm -hmm. relatively unknown um, and Ghost Hunter by Hans Holzer. So it was like I was very fortunate to at least have found those three. And I honestly felt like keeping them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's you know, so like, funny. Yeah. I remember those books. Yeah. My wife actually found the book uh, Haunted Houses by Larry Kettlecamp and gave it to me for my birthday. I think it was like <laughs> seven or eight years ago. That's so I cool. was like, my God, where did you find this? And it actually came from a school library. That somebody had sold to Amazon. That's funny. Oh my gosh. Like, fantastic. So now it belongs to my son and he can read it whenever he wants to. That's awesome. <laughs> it's so funny. You said those books and I remember mm-hmm. as a little kid <clears throat> in the eighties <clears throat> going to the library and looking up stuff like that. And I remember those books. Yeah. I would check those them out, were... check them out again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I mean, it, 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 even with a place like the Chicago Public Library, it was like, um, 
it was even that at that time they didn't have they didn't have too many books you know i oftentimes joke with people because even even up to the 90s it was sort of a a taboo Mm -hmm. um kind of a subject so i you know i joke with people about you know progress in the field and you know it's like back in the 1990s if somebody found out what i did they usually were like haha what are you nuts today i still get that what are you nuts right but then they take me off to the side and was like i got a story to tell you oh absolutely yeah yay for progress (laughs) i guess that's some kind of progress but i think that that's what you know paranormal tv has done Mm. It has opened up people's eyes and minds um, to this reality that we were, you know, we've been told our entire lives doesn't exist. Right. Um, it would be nice if they were a little bit more honest on these television shows, <laughs> because when they're not, it reflects badly on the rest of us. Uh, sure. Yes. But that, but that is what the, you know, the television shows and you know, social media and the internet has done for the field. You know, kind of just opened it up to everyone. Oh, yes. Yeah. Cuz you're right, it was so different when we grew up. Yeah. Yes, it really really was. I remember remember I had this guy come I was it was at a wedding. It was like 1994. <laughs> and this guy walks up to me at a wedding and he's like, oh, "I heard you're one of those ghostbuster types. Do you know that kind of stuff doesn't exist?" Of course the guy's drunk. And mm-hmm. I just looked at him and I was like, "I don't remember asking you." <laughs> He called me a jerk and walked away. I'm like, eh, what a wow. Yep. So, you know, things have changed for the better and, you know, for Absolute, the worse, I guess, depending on your point of view. I, I guess it's like anything else that's sensationalized. Even before I retired from my profession, it was sensationalized. But then again, it brought it to the forefront. Right. You know, and made it popular so I could make a living. But this stuff that you're talking about, yeah, I'm really familiar with. I totally understand. Now, when you're you're out on the field with your Mm -hmm. group, what kind of gear do you guys really rely on? What do you love to work with? Well, you know, myself, I'm very, um, well, um, because I had British teachers. So like, you know, British ghost hunters, didn't really rely upon gear too much, except, you know, um, for, for Harry Price, he kind of popularized the idea of using that. I'm more comfortable just having a camera, a tape Uh recorder and a pad of paper and a pen. Uh Those are the kind of things that I'm comfortable with using. Uh Um, And also too, I have a longstanding rule. If I can't fit it in my back pocket, it's completely useless to me. Sure. Um, So the group that I'm, that I'm currently running with um, us paranormal research they rely very heavily on gear, mm-hmm. which is okay, which is fine. But uh, m- me personally, I'm one of those people that I would be happy just to sit there and wait for something to happen. And if I'm lucky enough to catch it, that's awesome. Right. Um, I've never really been, you know, too reliant on gear. Um, I'm not gotcha. the most tech, not the most tech savvy person in the world. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, being with U.S. Paranormal Research, it's nice because, you know, they they allow that kind of thing. And also, you know, I've learned how to use some of their equipment as well. Um, So, you know, I have like the, you know, I guess you could say the best of both worlds now. I'm using more tech while at the same time keeping with that sort of old school way of doing things. Now, your friend Stephen Lancaster, is he also Mm -hmm. a ghost hunter? 
Yes, absolutely. Stephen has um, been involved in the field, I want to say, since about 1995, 1996. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a few years younger than me. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, he has he's he's done um, episodes of Haunting. Um, he's a filmmaker. So it's like he's he's brilliant. He's the one that puts together the show after we're done recording. That's awesome. You know, he's the one that puts the creepy music in. Uh. Now that we're doing more, vi- <laughs> we're, we're going back to like the a video, um, you know, kind of, you know, medium so people can watch as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's the one that does all of that stuff. So, yeah, he's he's been on television, done. He's been on Coast to Coast AM. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's done it all. And I'm very fortunate to be working with somebody like Steven because, you know, not only is he a really awesome, talented guy. Um, don't tell him I said this because he'll just take like, <laughs> it. probably it's, it's, he'll probably it's hear big this. Enough. <laughs> it's big enough as it is, really. Seriously, you should see this thing. He can't fit his head through a door. <laughs> <laughs> well, now but, he yeah. really won't, thanks to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll be wearing that fedora that he wears. Don't do not do Oh, my head's stuck. It's too big. Go through the door. Um, anyways, uh, you know how we are on the show. We bust each other's balls the whole time. Of course. That's why I love um, listening to it. You know, it's funny because we've actually gotten messages from people asking us, do you guys even really like each other? <laughs> well, sure you do. That's how it's guys like, joke. Yeah, do. That's how guys joke around. <laughs> That's how we keep it real. Show, I guess you could say. But yeah, Stephen's done a lot of work in uh, filmmaking and mm-hmm. um, music and uh, film editing and stuff like that. So, you know, he really he is the guy that puts it all together. I, sometimes I feel like I just show up, oh. you know, and. That's you know, and put and, and put a few thoughts in there and, you know, or whatever. But no, it's, um, you know, it, it's really great working with him. And it's funny, too, when we got started, because I was I was I had hosted two other shows before, like years ago. And um, the experience with it was not very good. Uh. And before Stephen got a hold of me, I was seriously thinking about selling whatever equipment I have and just completely retiring from this because i got sick and tired of all the garbage and all the drama and all the backstabbing and everything and um you know stephen came to me and and he's like you know i've talked i've thought about having other people do this show with me Mm -hmm. but i keep coming back to you because frankly i can't find anything wrong with you (laughs) well thank you you know i'm i'm glad that my reputation perceives me well, I but, mean, um, yeah. you speak wonderfully, number one. Oh, thank you. And number two, you're very um, knowledgeable. You know, what what could go with wrong you, with that? I hate the sound of my own voice. Like, I can't stand <laughs> I under, I understand. <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't listen to my podcasts. Um, and, and even when I, you know, like, like all the articles and everything that I write, mm-hmm. um, I, 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 like, I have like a natural aptitude for grammar and punctuation and I'm, I'm like, you know, a, a high school graduate and I barely got out of that alive. But I have a natural <laughs> aptitude for that kind of thing. And um, so it's like I edit all my own stuff. So it's like I have, mm-hmm. after I'm done writing, I got to go back and read it. And it's like, ugh. Oh. It's like listening to my own voice. Oh, no. so, it could be worse. I can't read what I write. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, you, but, um, you do some amazing stuff. So um, oh, thank you. that is why he chose you. I can guarantee it. You can tell Steven that too. You can say Rick is amazing because 
you know, not not only is is Stephen a brilliant uh, writer and ghost hunter and filmmaker, mm-hmm. he is also the self-proclaimed world's sexiest ghost hunter. Oh, is he? Yes, he is. Wow. Self-proclaimed. You know what? When I write a review on your for your podcast, I'll make sure to put that on there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so. hoping that he listens to that. It's going to be hilarious. So, um, but yeah, so it's like that, that. That's kind of how the show came about. And uh, it was just, you know, it, he, he's like, you know, come and do this with me. If yeah. you don't like it, you don't have to do it. And I'm like, all right, because it's like it got to a point where it was very difficult for me to trust anybody in the field. Mm. Um, but, you know, hey, I can trust him because there's nothing that he could possibly gain from me. So, right. you know, I can gain you know a lot from him and I have, and, you know, I'm very thankful for that. Absolutely. It, it's really nice to find somebody you can work well with yeah. for the same cause. Education, isn't that what podcast is about? Introducing us, introducing people that you want out there to be known because Mm -hmm. they're educated about a subject. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that is that is true. So, absolutely, I enjoy listen when I listened to it. I was amazed. I enjoyed it immensely. So, thank you. Um, you know what? What is your best story? recently about ghost my best story recently yeah um our strangest i could go either way on that one okay now i'm i'm hoping that my wife can't hear what i'm saying i'm upstairs (laughs) in my my kids room right now no, I, it was, it was one morning. It was a few months ago. My, um, I, I'm a stay at home dad mm-hmm. and I work from home. Um, my wife is a nurse. Oh, amazing. Tell her. Thank yeah. you. No, um, I will. And, uh, one morning it was about six twenty. She had left for work about six o'clock in the morning and I'm laying in bed, just kind of, you know, going through messages and, and the news. I'm a huge news junkie. Mm-hmm. I'm going through the news and stuff. And, and all of a sudden I hear, um, footsteps on her stairs. Mm. And um, so I'm thinking it's like, you know, my son is up at 620. He usually doesn't get up to about seven. So it's kind of mm-hmm. early. So I'm about to say, hey, bud, why don't you go back and just kind of lay in bed for a little bit or read or something? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I see this like person step off the stairs. It's not my son. It's a woman. Uh, oh, my. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. And um, she just looks in the room at me, and then walks off towards the front room. Huh. And uh, well, come to find out, I who I believe it was was a former resident who had just recently mm. died, and I think that she had come back to kind of see her old house. Sure. And then there's been nothing ever since. And you have yeah. you, you claim not to have any abilities, huh? No, not not anything more than just, you know, like I said, this, you know, situational, situational awareness, which is something that we all have. Does your son see anything? Um, no, he, um, he has kind of a passing interest in this. Sure. He knows what I do. Um, 
and you know he you know the show and the books and you know the you know going out and investigating hauntings mm-hmm. and stuff like that but um you know he he's 11 years old oh. I, I i want him to be a kid i don't want sure. him yeah. you know dealing with heavy concepts like life death and the afterlife i don't want him dealing with that kind of stuff just yet absolutely um no he doesn't see anything but every once in a while he'll say that he feels like something upstairs in his room but it's not like mm-hmm. a bad presence it's just kind of like he just feels something right so you know but um you know otherwise i i, I want him you know to to play basketball and he does jujitsu mm-hmm. you know and boy scouts i want him to be a kid absolutely kids are forced to grow up way too fast these days yeah i you know, a lot of kids don't even play outside anymore, Rick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's up with that? Oh, he's he's got a trampoline out back. He hops on that thing all day. What does your wife think about all of this? She believes in it. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Like, she, she believes that the phenomena is real. Absolutely, yeah. But she just doesn't really care to, to, to seek it out or look for it. And which is which is good. Because then, you know, then that, you know, that leaves us that this is, this is my thing. She has her thing. And, you know, so we, we respect those boundaries. Like, you know, she's very supportive about what I do. Um, as long as I don't make it um, more important than my family. Oh, absolutely. Which sometimes yeah. that sometimes that balance is a little hard to find and you know and i'm in the wrong sometimes with it so i have to kind of step back and scale back a little bit and you know and allow family time yeah so on your agenda next i know you have your fourth book coming out Mm -hmm. what are some of the things you're looking forward to next year um main thing i'm looking forward to is remaining cancer free (laughs) that is like yeah, that is, that is the, that is my main concern is staying healthy mm-hmm. and, um, you know, staying, you know, ha- happy with the family. Um, and the, those, those are the important things, mm-hmm. you know, this is, these other things, these are, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to trivialize it by calling it a hobby, mm-hmm. but in a way that's kind of what it is, unless one day I uh, suddenly go pro and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm being paid to do this kind of work, which, you know, hey, that's awesome. That'd mm-hmm. be cool. But, you know, I think that, you know, what I'm just going to continue doing is um, doing the show with Steven. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we have a, you know, you listen to the show. We have a good time every week doing it. We love putting it out there for people uh, to listen to. And, and if you could, you know, and, and if you wouldn't mind, yeah, you know, it'd be great if you would do, you know, like a review on Amazon. That'd be awesome. Um, or wherever you listen to us, <laughs> um, you know, we're always asking, you know, and, and it's like we tell people too, it's like, and if you don't like something, tell us, you know, I mean, sure, yeah. if you think we suck, let us know. And, you know, that way we can, you know, kind of, uh, you know, improve upon something. Uh-huh. But, you know, I see myself doing that. I, I don't think I'm going to write any more books for right now, but I'm just going to continue writing for SpookyIsles.com, uh, ParanormalUnderground.net and uh, paranormalstudy.com. You know, sure. those are like the the, the the three outlets that I, you know, put my writing into. Oh, but yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. You know, it's, you, you, you never really know 
what is going to come to you in the future. A real good psychic friend of mine, um, her name's Nancy Laporta. I worked for her for years. She mm-hmm. actually works for the uh, the uh, uh, Edgar Casey um, Foundation there in in, uh, in, Vir- yeah. in Virginia Beach, Virginia, I think it is. Yep. Yeah, she she works for them, and she's always like, you know, don't don't think, don't dwell on the past, don't look towards the future, just kind of go with the now. Yeah. And it's like I'm, it, I struggle with doing that kind of thing. Because it's like, I always want to know what's coming down the pipe. Sure. But, um, you know, just kind of just go with the flow of what's going on right now. And that's the show and the writing and, you know, remaining healthy and, you know, being with my family. That's fantastic. Rick, can you tell people how they could get a hold of you and talk about your podcast for a moment? Absolutely. Um, the name of the, well, or the the flagship of what we do. Um, is the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk and TV, because you can watch us on YouTube mm-hmm. um, as well. But you can also hear us in podcast format. You can hear us at um, um, at Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Speaker, um, pretty much anywhere you get your, um, your podcast fix, mm-hmm. that's where you'll find us. Um, the one that I do is called Ghost Watch, and I still do that as a segment on the show. Mm-hmm. But I also do it separate so we can get more out there. Um, that's done through anchor.fm. You can listen there. You can also listen to it on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stephen Lancaster, he does his own thing too. It's called Ghost Story. He does it through anchor.fm as well. Um, and also you can find it, you know, at at, at Amazon and at Spotify. Mm-hmm. And um, let me think, what else? Um, uh, and if you want to get a hold of me, you know, Stephen and I, we like telling everybody, you know, we're real accessible kind of guys. Um, you can you can find us at Facebook. Um, you can join our group, which is, you know, Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk. Uh, welcome to the uh, hashtag. Welcome to the initiative. Mm-hmm. Or you can also find us both at, you know, Facebook. I'm, you know, just Rick Hale and he's Stephen D. Lancaster. You can, you know, you can find him as well. Awesome. And, um, you know, check our books out, check our podcasts out. And, um, you know, hopefully there's going to be some bright things in the future. And there is. Oh. I just can't talk about it. So uh, I just can't talk about it just yet because so, it's not a done deal. So does that mean maybe I could get both of you guys on here at some point to talk about that? Yeah, I'm sure Stephen would love to come on. Ah, oh, I would love that. I think it would be yeah. a blast talking to both of you. <laughs> oh maybe, we'll, maybe we'll have to have you on the show sometime. <laughs> um but yeah, we're kind of, you know, we're kind of reorganizing things and changing our format a little bit because of the thing that's coming. Um, we, we, we need to switch things up a little bit, but it'll still remain the same. Just be a little bit different. Absolutely. But yeah, so I mean, that, that's, that's where you can find us. And, um, you know, one of the things that I always like telling people that one of the segments that we do occasionally on the show is called Encounters with the Unknown. Mm-hmm. And what that is, is we want people to send us their stories, oh. you know, you know, two, three, four paragraphs. You can send it to uh, shadow initiative TV at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of us will read it on air. And if we find your story compelling enough, we may even have you on as a guest. Awesome. So I'm looking forward to hopefully talking to you guys in the near future about your project I hope you and your family have a wonderful 
week this weekend together. And I want to thank you so much, Rick, for coming on here. I so appreciate you. Yeah, this this month is uh, this weekend is the uh, Buffalo Grove Pride um, Parade. We go every year. It's a good time. We go with friends and family. It's always a lot of fun. So plan on plan on doing that. But um, yeah, thank you. You know, thank you for your kind words and and all that. It's like I'm I'm learning how to take compliments. <laughs> well, you should. And you know what? I think it takes maturity to do that because I think when we're younger, we're working so hard. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And now it's time you get to sit back and enjoy it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You have a blessed weekend and thank you. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Bye-bye.